everyone, welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons, where we get to continue the conversation from our Sunday sermons. Uh, really, a lot of times that, that conversation is a little one-sided uh, when you're preaching from a stage. So we're just going to kind of add a little bit of dynamic to this, give a chance for us to talk out some ideas, and we would love for you to add your voice uh, in the comments, or if you're watching this on YouTube or somewhere, or just, man, shoot us a message, let us know how this is impacting you. I love to be able to talk uh, with you personally about this, but since I don't have you sitting across from me, I do have my wife sitting hey. across from me. So, hey, Soul, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, how it's are you good. doing? I'm fantastic. It's just always good to hang out with you. We we're having a lot of fun in the in the pre-show. <laughs> Is that how you call it? Yeah, total t- fun, right? <laughs> That's, That's a lot uh, of fun. <laughs> we put the fun in dysfunctional. <laughs> No, but it's, it's good to be great. able to it's good to be able to hang out with uh, my wife at work. It's just uh, it's it's a joy. It's a blessing, and I'm really curious to get your perspective on uh, what we talked about on Sunday because we are walking through the New Testament, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we call it a walkthrough. It's more like a hyperactive sprint through <laughs> the New Testament because yes. we're going through the the whole New Testament. Technically, we're saying in six weeks, but the first week was like an introduction to the whole thing. So, so it's five it's, weeks. Really. It's really, it's five weeks yeah. to get through all of it. So we looked at the Gospels that. That was awesome. Uh, and then this week we got to look at what I, it's my favorite book of the Bible. And and that's hard for me to say because I love the Bible and mm-hmm. there's there's so much great stuff outside of this one book. But I, I feel like if you only had one book of the Bible, like this would be a great one to have. Yeah. I don't know that I can say that I have a favorite book of the Bible. I think that I have like a bunch of different no, you like gotta pick favorite one. favorite. Pick one. Oh Only man, one. no! I don't. I don't know that I have one though. It's like your children. You gotta just pick one. <laughs> Which one's your favorite? Jaden, Bennett, or Kelsey? I'll just get new ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just. I don't know. I have favorite moments in different places. Okay. Well, tell me about some. Maybe as we talk it out, you'll you'll come across your I will come your across true favorite. My, my true favorite. Yeah. You know, like I love the Exodus just because okay. how grand it is. Yeah. You know, it just it is so much of God choosing His people and God doing miraculous things for His people, and then the people falling. I was gonna say it's so a really depressing badly. book to choose as your favorite. Like, well, that's dark soul. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know you had that side of you. You know, like I like, I like the fact that you see real people doing real things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that it's like you say it's dark and whatever, but I sometimes put myself in their shoes. And what would I have done? Okay. Because you can't see it now and be like, well, yeah, dude, like for yeah. real. Are you really doing that? If you were one of the spies, you know, what right? report would you have brought back? Right. You know, but when you don't have the rest of the book to know how it's going to end, yeah. like you're living it. Like that's your, that's, no, that's your today. That's real. Yeah. So, so like it just, it gives me a, a perspective, you yeah, know, yeah. but also I love seeing just the faithfulness of God. Yeah. That even through all of that, like he was there. Like mm-hmm. these people were knuckleheads. And God still was there. Now they didn't get their way, you know. That yeah. He said, "You, you ain't going <laughs> to the promised I mean, land." A lot of them died <laughs> in um, the wilderness. Yeah. So, like, there were consequences uh, because God is a just God. Yeah. But He didn't abandon them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it that that is just amazing. Okay, so then, Exodus. Then, what, so, else, so, what else so you got for us? I was gonna say then then you you get to. To Ruth, you know, w- which is somebody okay. that it's that is just so committed to 
to a person that then then end up being in the lineage of Jesus uh, as a, the grandmother, you know, as mm -hmm. just I don't know. Like that is that is another one that I really really enjoy. Okay. I really like the Gospels. Like just. Okay, which is your favorite Gospels? Because just to say the Gospels. It's just that all of them are different. Like, if you just have to listen to the to the podcast from last week. Like, all of them are different. Mm -hmm. All of them have different. But if you uh, could just pick one Gospel, which one are you picking? I don't know. If someone were to ask you, I, I, can only, I only have time to read one of the Gospels, which one should I read? Well, it just depends. <laughs> depends on who the person is and how, how long have you been saved and all of that. But I think that maybe, oh, I don't know. I think that maybe Mark or John. Okay. You know, just Mark, you get a lot of the, the, the miracles pace, and the, the, yeah, the, the big like exciting the boom, moments. Boom, boom, boom. Like you, yeah. you just see Jesus doing all kinds of things, and that yeah. is just exciting. Yeah. You know, but then you get to John, and it's just this personal, yeah. intimate revelation of knowledge of Jesus. It's yeah. just, it's just beautiful. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I like Philippians. I like. I like. I just. I. I can't. I can't. You just like I, the Bible. I, I cannot That's pick good. one. That's I good. cannot pick one. Oh, I really want to force you to pick. A I favorite. don't want to pick one because okay. I, I. Like it will not be true though. I, okay. I can. I, I can you. just say. Well, yeah. Make something up. It'll be different tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like you know your kids. You have a favorite. <laughs> depending on how you're feeling it just today. depends on the day right yeah, like when exactly. one kid is being good and the others are being bad that's exactly. my favorite today right <laughs> exactly 100 percent. i get it and, yeah. and i think that's where i am with the bible it is not that you have a favorite book yeah. or a favorite even scripture you know like it's not like I, yeah i i admire those people there this, this is my life, my life verse, verse and like it will never change yeah. Because I think that for me, I cling to different verses in different seasons. Yeah. And it is just like the, the, the verse that is kind of resounding to me yeah. at the moment. And that's why you should never get your life verse tattooed. Uh, <laughs> right? Because I would be like, oh, I have a different one now. Yeah. And now the ones that, that, that have been a part of my journey, like I still treasure that. Yeah. But I don't know that it's like, well, that was my life verse. Yeah. You know, like that was something that marked me or yeah. or that that God did in my life at that specific yeah. moment, you know? Like yeah, right like now I, like right now we have a um, verse for, for our family that we right. are trying to instill into our kids and making sure that they understand that no matter what they do as they grow up, mm -hmm. they have on purpose, you and know? What's, what's the verse for your family? So it is, oh Lord, see, you didn't, you didn't ask me, I will remember it. Uh, because we are God's handiwork created to do good things that's what we have in our in our in our in our, in our uh, living room it's, we are god's handiwork created to do good things and and the full verse is that the things that god had already prepared for us in advance to do yep. and that we better be doing yeah. so i love that because i want my kids to understand that they were created on purpose that yep. they were crafted by god and that they have something good to do yeah, yeah. in this world no matter what yep. what they end up being what their career is the purpose still there yeah. to do good and a, a work that God had already prepared for them to do. Yeah. So th I think that that is um, our verse right now. So yeah. I don't know what it will be in yeah. a couple of years. But that verse will always have significance in our right. lives because of the significance. Kind of yeah. like uh, you and I will never get away from Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. Absolutely. Like it's just it's so a part of who we are as yes. individuals, as people. And it just. It, you know, we'll be 90 and yeah. still be like Ephesians 5, 15, 16. Be very yeah. careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the, the days, days are, are evil. evil. That's it. Yes. Come on now. Make the most. Yes. All right. So 
you've you've got no answer for my favorite uh, book of the Bible. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the table and say my favorite book of the Bible is the Book of Acts. Okay. Um, I think that if you only if we'll, like we will ask him again in a year. <laughs> if you're on a desert island and there's only one one book of the Bible that is is preserved for you, I think the Book of Acts because the Book of Acts gives you enough of who Jesus is and what he came to do that you get a uh, complete salvation within the book of Acts. You get the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You get the birth of the church, which is vital for us because in seeing how the church was started, we see how we should be doing church today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives us this blueprint mm-hmm. for following Jesus. One of my favorite verses, uh, Acts 2.42, tells us exactly what we're supposed to do in following Jesus. We'll get to that in a, in a moment. Uh, but then you've just got uh, some incredible sermons. You've got amazing miracles taking place. You've got the church's response to persecution. And I think in like in modern Christianity, especially over here in the Western oh, world, man. like persecution for us is like, oh, I got passed up for a raise because they know I'm a Christian. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Or it's like, oh, this person defriended me on Facebook yeah. because I'm a Christian. I'm being persecuted. And it's like, all right. Yeah, sure. Whatever. But yeah. uh, and we've just we've we've lived such comfortable lives that we don't really know what it means to put your life on the line for the gospel. And so when you read the book of Acts, so for me, it's like the book of Acts gives you nuggets that are found throughout all of the pages of scripture, but it's kind of like condensed in in one place. Plus I'm a nerd. Like it's just, it's just a reality. If you didn't know that about me, (laughs) I'm a nerd. I'm, I'm a big dork. I love history. I love research. And so, um, the book of Acts gives us history. Like it's, this is, this is who traveled where and what they did and what the people were like. It's just, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like it gives I, me a little bit of everything I'm looking for. I don't keep all of the details. I am not a detail or a history buff. No. None of that. But what I love about the book of Acts is that you see the people who were with Jesus, who learned from Jesus, obeying God. Yeah. Obeying his it's commands. The rubber meets the road in the book and of Acts. doing something that nobody else has ever done before. Yeah. You know, don't ask me where they went and how many, <laughs> like, how many numbers and which houses oh, yeah. and all of that stuff. I will get all of the details wrong more than likely. <laughs> but yeah. it is just about the sellers that they have. Like, yeah. there, was the, there was this aha moment that happens yeah. in the book of Acts where... All of the sudden, it was this light bulb that everything that Jesus had said, everything yeah. that Jesus has done is for this. Yep. You know, this is the purpose of it. You know, like everything that we have grown up, not we, but like them, <laughs> like everything that they have grown up knowing and learning and, you know, all of the prophecies and all of this, it's, it's finally here. And I finally yeah. understand that, th- that this is it. Yeah. Uh, I think that it is that huge light bulb moment. Yeah. The book of Acts is, is beautiful in that. And it, yep. it, it is and it is the act of the apostle because they actually started doing stuff. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like the, the gospels technically end with the apostles still being a bunch of babies. I mean, they're they're terrified. They're they're in hiding, right? They're they're terrified that that just like Jesus was killed, now they're gonna come back and grab us because yeah. we were following him. And so they're they're in hiding. When when Jesus comes to them, he has to walk through a wall because the door is locked. Like, like <laughs> they're they're terrified. And, and then all of a sudden, it, like it's with justified. good reason, yeah. right? Like yeah. I would have I would have been cowering <laughs> in the corner in too, basement. right? Yes. <laughs> like don't I saw what happens at crucifixion. I don't want that. Uh, and so so we we end the gospels with these followers like being broken, 
uh, and having like a aha come to Jesus kind of moment, but then it just kind of ends and then you pick it up in acts and all of a sudden these guys who were cowering and terrified now all of a sudden they've seen their savior crucified and risen. And it's just like, it's almost like the veil is torn from their eyes. And now yes. the things that he had been teaching, the things that he had been saying, it's now becoming real for them. And yes. it's like they finally understand what he's talking about when he's talking about the kingdom of heaven and how the kingdom is going to come. And, you know, in, in the Gospels, they still have this misguided uh, Jewish interpretation of it that he's going to be this warrior that is going to topple the Roman government and make the Jewish nation the leading nation again. Like that that was the idea of what a Messiah was coming to do. Yeah. And Jesus like, like, like even no. like even in the gospels, you know, when Jesus is asking them who are the people say that I am, you know, yeah. and like, well, some some say yeah. that you're a prophet and some yeah. say that you are John the Baptist, you know, yeah. and some say that you are, you know. And the question is, who do you say I am? Yeah. You know, and, and I can like and I can imagine all of all of them just kind of Look at each other like, what do we say, right? Like, just or like, I don't even know who you really are, yeah. until just one person said, "I think that you, like, you are the Son of God." Yeah. You know, but from twelve people, only one says, "Yeah, you are the Son of God." Yeah, pretty you cool know? moment. Yeah, so like it is finally, and I think that in the Book of Acts is when all of them realize He is the Son of God. Like, yep. there's no more doubt. There is no more like, well, some people might think that you are like possibly. Yeah, yeah. Like, there yeah. is no possibly. This is yeah. it. That veil is torn. Yeah. They're, they're now they they see with clarity. Yeah. It's a beautiful moment. Yes. So I love I love that aspect of the Book of Acts, but like ultimately what it is for me and this is where I nerd out a ton. Uh so you'll have to help me not not be so nerdy on the podcast, but uh um uh, it's the transition. Like the the Book of Acts uh and it's funny because a lot of people would look at like Matthew must be the transition because it's the first book of the New Testament. So you're going from the old mm -hmm. into the new, but really it's almost like the the gospels become like its own separate thing. Uh, and then what the real transition then is what happens in the book of Acts, uh, because in in the Gospels, Jesus is setting people up. He's yeah. he's telling them what's to come. He's uh, he's doing the act that he needs to do. He's doing what he needs to do in order for us to have salvation. But it's not really until the book of Acts that we walk in that salvation. Yeah. Right. And so that's where the transition happens to go from the old covenant to the new covenant, because the new covenant is is made in the blood of Jesus. So the new covenant doesn't come at the beginning of Matthew. It comes at the end of Matthew, right? Which means that the book of Acts becomes our transition as, as we're walking into this for the first time yeah. with that. It's also, it's where you and I become relevant to the story. Yeah. Like that's, I, I think that's the thing that a lot of Christians don't, don't necessarily think about or recognize that like we are, we are not relevant to the story without the book of Acts up, up until Acts chapter 10. Mm -hmm. This is a Jewish story about a Jewish Messiah leading Jewish people. Yeah. And even in these brief, you talked about Ruth, how much you love Ruth, but the, there's these brief moments where somebody from the outside will become, will marry into the family yeah. and then there'll be a promise of others. And, you know, um, you know, the uh, Rebecca and the, you know, rescuing the, the spies, yes. all of these little stories. It's like, there's these nuggets or these glimpses of, yes, God has set aside his people, but one day it's going to be for more than just his people. But we don't see that until Acts chapter 10, all the way up until that moment. This is a Jewish story. Yeah. Uh, but in Acts chapter 10, all of a sudden the door is open to non-Jews, to Gentiles, mm -hmm. uh, to people like you and me. Like yeah. without that moment happening, we're still lost in sin. Yeah. 
yeah same as everybody else and that's what i love the fact that that when we receive jesus the bible says that we are grafted into his family like yeah, we yeah. are we are becoming his people yeah. you know no matter your nationality no yeah. matter what yeah. you look like or yeah. you know where you're coming from you are getting into that family yeah. and then you become his people yeah you know and then when when you read when the, the bible says my people and and what i'm gonna do for my people you can count yourself a part of that yep. but it is because such, you've been grafted in b but it is such an honor it is yeah. it is like a, a like an honorary uh batch yeah. you know not because you were uh in the blood you know yeah. uh like in like regular blood not like the blood of jesus but like just natural blood like you're mm -hmm. not a jew but you have been put in that yeah. same lane with them because of you've been jesus brought into the family yeah yeah, no, it's it's beautiful, it. and and the you know the reality is how how many times does Jesus talk about the pruning process and mm -hmm. like it, just because you were born in the family doesn't mean you stay in the family. Like he's mm -hmm. cutting away people that don't put, it. and so the the family really becomes it's the focal point of it is Jesus. Yeah, right. It's it's not just that you were born Jewish, so you're automatically part of the family. No, he's he's cut branches of that family off. Yeah. Uh, and now it really is. It's just those who put their faith in Jesus are now a part of that family. So yeah. then because of Acts chapter 10, now as a Gentile, I can read the Old Testament yeah. and say, me too. Yeah. Like the, the promise there is for his people. Well, I wasn't his people then, but I am his people now. Yeah. And so I can read the Old Testament promises and I can read uh, what what God is saying about his people and for his people and to his people. And within reason, because there's obviously there's moments when you're reading where it's like, no, this is about this specific person. But so much of the promises that God makes, it's this idea that it, it continues for his people for all time. Yeah. Which means at whatever point you get added to the family, it now applies to you, too. Yeah. Which is just a beautiful. And that happens. And that's why it's my favorite. See, and like I was, I was so reading, good. I was reading my devotional today, and he was talking about when Jesus um, is teaching the people how to pray, you know, and that the very first thing that that he tells them that they need to to, to do or to say is to say, "Our, Our Father, Father in heaven," yeah. you know, like he is inviting you to from the get go. You're part of the family. Say you are my Father. Yeah. You know, so beautiful reminder. It, it is. It is beautiful to understand that I can be counted as a child of God, yeah. and um, and that is not something that we had before. Like we didn't have that level of connection, that level of of intimacy. We didn't have even the right, yeah, to be able to come to God. You know, like when you read the, the Old Testament, it was always the God of the of of the people of Israel yeah. you know like their god and like and that Abraham even, Isaac Jacob yes and even even Ruth you know like yeah. she said your god will yeah, be my yeah, god like yeah. it was like your people will mm -hmm. be my people like it is all of this that that is not mine yeah. like it is your people you know and like which is when, such a beautiful you, thing to think about because she she's being grafted into the family the same way we are being grafted into the family yes awesome. and like and like when you read like all of this other stories you know like you, you read the, the 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 story of daniel and you read the story of shadrach meshach and abednego and when and when this big powerful uh leaders <laughs> see that there's a god in israel they, they yeah. said we are only gonna pray to the God, the God of, of the Israelites. Yeah. Like he didn't even yeah. say that he will become our God. They said, no, like he's the God of the Israelites, yeah. but we are gonna, you know, only gonna worship him, yeah. but it is not even our God. Yeah. So it is in this moment that he becomes our God too. It's beautiful soul. Yes. Nice. So book of Acts, we get the birth of the church. This happens in a, the most 
phenomenal way. Jesus, uh, at the very beginning of the book of Acts, makes this promise. Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to empower you. I'm leaving, but what I'm leaving in my place is going to be even better. Uh, and we get Which the... Which is crazy to think. Right? Like, you have Jesus right there. Yeah. <laughs> He's right? saying, I'm going, but something yeah. better is coming. Hey, guys, like, I'm out of here. Like, what is better but... than having Jesus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, having Jesus everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Right? What's yes. better than one dollar? A hundred dollars. A million dollars. All yeah. the dollars. All of them. Yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> it's, it's random. So, so you get the uh, promise of the Holy Spirit in Acts one eight. You get the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts two. Uh, and as a result of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, this is like the light bulb moment. Peter, who had been afraid to even admit he knew Jesus now steps up when a crowd is gathering like if you're from the disciples perspective like this could have been the end yeah right like a crowd has gathered around them shortly after this is 40 days 50 days after the the resurrection so like you're you're right there uh it's close enough that like people still remember hey we killed jesus for the stuff yeah. he said yeah. and now this crowd gathers and peter in that moment could have very easily reverted back to sheepish mind, afraid yeah. You know, hey, th this is private gathering, you know, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't interrupt. Uh, but instead, he steps up, he preaches with boldness. And we know it was a large crowd because 3,000 people yeah. gave their lives to Christ in that moment. Yeah. That doesn't even mean that there was 3,000 people there. Because right. we don't assume that everyone said yes, yes. Because uh -huh. we see several times in, in the stories to follow in the book of Acts where some yes and some no. But at least 3,000 people gathered there because 3,000 give their lives to Jesus and it creates the church, right? Yeah. In that in that first chapter, it's a beautiful thing. And what I love is Luke wastes no time. I, lo I love, and it's the Holy Spirit inspired, but I love how Luke writes because it's an orderly account. Mm -hmm. And so he goes straight from, you know, Jesus promises this thing. Here's where it uh, poured it out. Uh, here's what we did in response in re reaction to the outpouring and then the the church is birthed and in the very next verse so verse 41 is 3000 got saved verse 42 is here's the blueprint for how to follow Jesus now yeah. Yeah. and i think that the, like man that is so i love it it's just awesome yeah uh i'm such a nerd for the bible like it's just <laughs> i'm sorry but um what i love about this blueprint is it lays out five things uh, and i want to talk a little bit about that um so it's about devotion Right. And so we talked on Sunday about it's you can't be half in, half out. No. Like following Jesus is an all or nothing proposition. Yes. Like you are you are devoted to him um, and to the apostles teaching, which I've, I've heard some preachers say this is why you need to listen to my sermons. I'm sorry, but you're not an apostle. Uh, the, the apostles, we have their teachings. It's called the New Testament. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what that's really saying, being devoted to the apostles teaching means study the word of God, yeah. study the make the Bible uh, be devoted to it, to yeah. his word. Um, because that's where the the apostles' teachings are found. So we've got to be devoted to Jesus and to studying our Bible and to fellowship, right? From from day one, Christianity was supposed to be a group uh, endeavor, a group yeah. activity, yeah. right? You cannot follow Jesus in isolation. Yeah. Like you need others because they have gifts that you need. You have gifts that they need. All of us are supposed to bring something when yeah. we come together. And that doesn't mean an offering. That that means you're bringing a gift. Like you're you're bringing your perspective. You're bringing your talent. You're bringing yeah. your uh, anointing. You're bringing your spiritual gift. You're, you are bringing something to the gathering that somebody else needs. And maybe it's your voice. Maybe it's your smile. Maybe it's a kind word. Maybe yeah. it's your prayers. 
Uh, but we all are bringing something because that's why we're fellowshipping together. The breaking of bread, which it ties into that fellowship, but it's also um, a, f- a phrasing that's used to describe communion, right? That we we break bread the way mm-hmm. Jesus broke the bread and gave it to the disciples. Yeah. Uh, and so we celebrate communion together. And, and we don't interpret that as meaning every time we gather, we must partake in communion, which some, some denominations do. And I got nothing against them. They, they probably aren't fans of us doing it once a month instead of every gathering. But I think the, the idea here is more about, um, keeping the cross, uh, forefront that, that what Jesus did on the cross is what makes all of this possible. That we talked about being grafted into the family. We're only grafted in the family because of the cross. Uh, we talked about a new salvation that comes with this new covenant, Right. That new salvation is only because of the cross. And so everything that we are, everything that we believe, everything that we do has to be in light of the the cross and the empty tomb, the resurrection. And so we put that forefront. Uh, And then the final thing is the prayers that that we pray first. Like that's our motto here at CLC. Like prayer should be the thing that surrounds everything, because as as we taught uh, in our last series, a couple couple series ago, when, when did we talk about prayer? Yeah, it wasn't that it was far a, ago, right? No, it was, it was just like, like a series like of two. I think it two. Yeah, we we talked about so prayer is what um, connects us to God. It's how we uh, receive from God, and it's how we align with God. Like yeah. so, prayer has to be this vital component. And so yeah. when you do those five things, that's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah. The interesting thing there is those five things. None of them is going to church. Like going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Right. Doesn't make you a believer. Doesn't make right. you a follower of Jesus. Now. We still say that going to church is vital because going to church is where you have opportunity for those yes. things to take place. Yes. But that if if you're just going to the building, but you're not fellowshipping, uh, you're not studying your word, you're not devoted uh, to the to God, to Jesus. You're not thinking about the cross, the crucifixion, the, the salvation that you have because of the blood of Jesus. Like you're not a believer. You're just a churchgoer. Yeah. So yeah. laid out that blueprint, put souls touch on it <laughs> now i think that it is uh from the very beginning of jesus ministry the being devoted to god was was it because yeah. mm-hmm. he went around you know and said follow me yeah. and every single one of the disciples have to leave what they were doing in order yep. to follow him yeah. it wasn't like okay i'll see you there on tuesday <laughs> i'll follow you on weekends you know like it was yeah. It was at that, yeah. right at that moment, they will drop their nets yeah. and follow him. They will stop what they were doing and they follow him. You yeah. know, like he even said, whoever puts m- father or mother yeah. in, uh, in front of me is yeah. not worthy of me. One, one guy came to him and said, you know, I want to follow you, but my father, my family just died. Let me go bury my family. And Jesus says, let the be- the, dead the dead bury, bury the, the bed. dead. Yes, the <laughs> like, bed I was going to say, Lord. You're tired, right? <laughs> I, I think it's because I said bed. <laughs> But yeah, he's like, let the dead bury the dead. Yeah. Like, so he was expecting man. to just be able uh, be fully devoted to say nothing else is important. Yeah. If you're telling me to follow you, I'll go yep. immediately, yep. like right this second. And I think that a lot of us uh, follow Jesus when it's convenient. Yeah. You know, like if it's not raining, Ooh. if it's <laughs> yeah. if I feel like it yep. and and I see that, like, I know that you were talking about it's not about the, the church, but sometimes going to church is what is going to help you to oh, regain absolutely. the perspective yeah. and uh, and realign to where you need to be. And yeah. and sometimes we put a lot of things before church, you know, yeah. like I will just yeah. stay in bed yeah. or, well, oh, I'd, well, we're going to have a brunch today. <laughs> oh, we're just, you know, it's I'll just watch online. It's raining. I was totally going to go, but it's raining. My favorite is the, I'll just watch on. We're so 
throwing so much shade right now, but my favorite is the whole, well, I'll watch online because I've got a lot of things I need to do in the house. So they just put it on in the background while they go about doing their stuff. It's like, and, how much of that service did and, you really get? How much of that? Yeah. And, and we, we, the reason why I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, hey, you know, the blueprint doesn't say go to church, but you should still go to church, go to church because it's our job as pastors to design the service to yeah. give you opportunity to do right. those five things. Right. And so the church becomes the, the, uh, the playground, I guess, like it's where you can put into practice yes. uh, devotion and studying the word and prayer together and uh, fellowship, bringing your gifts and putting the, the cross forefront for us. So like all of that takes place in the church or yeah. it should. Yeah. And yeah. I think that uh, it is just a, um, a reminder that God's first, you know, yeah, yeah. like I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to shame anyone or yeah. point fingers at anybody. I'm just saying uh, God expects us yep. to choose him over everything else. Yep. You know, like it doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. He has to have first place because yep. he's not going to compete for second place. Yep. He's not going to compete for third place. Like if he doesn't have first place, then he doesn't have you at yep. all. Yep. So so I think that it is very important yep. for us to to always kind of weigh our heart, yep. you know, like what is taking uh, the center stage. Yeah. And if it's not God, then we have to rearrange some stuff. Yeah. Well, he even says not everyone who says, Lord, Lord. Right. Like that. That's people that have at least an understanding of who he is. Yeah. But he's going to say he's going to look at him and say, I never knew you. Right. And I think yeah. that's what happens when you put Jesus second, third, fourth, fifth place in and, your life. And, you and, know of him. Yeah. But you, he doesn't know you. And, and, and it's hard because I understand we have we have things, you know, we're busy. We're busy lives. Got three kids. One of them plays soccer all the time. And a lot of games are on Sunday. Yep. So, he you misses know? a lot of games. His coaches hate the fact that we're pastors. We're pastors, yes, because yeah. it, it's Sunday, you know. Yep. So uh, I was actually very happy uh, the one time we actually said, okay, you can, you can skip church, but we can't. So somebody else came and picked him up and took yep. him to, to the game. And um, – when we got home and he got home, we were asking him, so how was the game and, and did you score and all of this stuff. And he did not want to answer a single question. He kept asking us about church. Yeah. He kept asking yeah. how the service yeah. and how many people were there and what did we do and how was the message. And then he said, you know, like the whole entire time I was just thinking, it is this time I, I would have been in worship right now. It is this time the, the message yeah. would have happened right now. It is this time I would have been in, in live students right now. And just to realize that, he has been brought up that way yeah. to remember that God is first yeah. to the point that when something else kind of took the, 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 the we the, let him the go time, to a tournament and he's like, I wish I would have gone he to was church. Like, what is this? Like, this yeah. is, this is not right. So I think that, um, it's very important for us to just always weigh our heart. Yeah. What is, what is first and, and foremost. And, I love it. and, and, and God has to be it. And if, if he's not it, then, you're going to have to be a little more um, hard on yourself a little bit, yeah. you know, and to say, okay, what do I want? Yeah. Do I want God to be first? Then why do I need to move? Yeah. And sometimes that is a hard decision. Yeah. Because it's, it's yeah. just, it's just reality. Where were you on Sunday, man? That was when, when soul puts her touch on things, <laughs> it just makes everything better. But then, and then it's um, the fellowship, right? So devotion, then it's uh, the apostles uh, the apostle teaching. teaching. Uh -huh. I mean, if you're not reading the Bible, like there's there's you want to hear from God, but you're not reading what he said. And not just that, when we are not rooted in scripture, 
when we don't know what actually it says yeah. and what God actually wants from you, then you believe anyone. Yep. You know, and, and somebody else can come and say, because it is like this and it is like that, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that sounds really yeah. good. Because you don't read the Bible, so it sounds good enough, so you will yep. take it. You yep. know, like I think that it, all of us should always weigh everything against the Word of God. Yep. You know, like you even can, what a preacher tells you. Yes. Even like, what, what I was, tell you. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I can be preaching and you can be reading the Bible and say, so that is not what it means. Yep. Like, how do you know that I am not just saying my things? Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. like we have to be rooted in the word of God to yep. know what it is that we're supposed to do. Yep. How does God expect me to respond to things? What is it that, that God wants me to to do with my life, with my time, with my money, with my kids, uh, all of it, all of it, the answers are in the Bible. Yeah. And when we don't read it, then we don't know. Like, what what does God uh, expect from me? You know, like, how am I supposed to even worship him? You know, because yeah. sometimes we think that we are doing the right thing and worship him uh, in the in the in the way that we think is is, is right mm -hmm. and then you read the word and it's like oh that is not what he wants yep. from me you know yep. he wants you know my obedience is better than worship oh yeah. go figure you yep. know like but if you don't know then you think that worship means singing and that is not what it is so you yep. have to be in the word of god even for you to to truly please god Yep. Be able to, because a lot of us have good intentions and good heart, and we yep. want to do the right thing because yeah. we do love God truly. Yeah. But if we don't know what He wants from us, then yeah. then then we don't know how to and, do and that. And the and the sad reality is because of technology, you can hear lots of different preachers. You can yes. hear a lot of great sermons, and I do. Uh, but you can also hear like I've I've heard sermons from from people that I I know they know their Bible, but they got one thing wrong. But it it like it wrecked the whole message. Like I'm. I'm listening to them like that's not what that says. Like I'm I'm looking at my Bible and I'm listening to what they're saying. I'm like, man, but how many people in the room right now are shouting Amen, Hallelujah, preach it? And I'm going, but that's is wrong. But if you don't know the word, yeah. you don't know when when a, a well-meaning preacher is just off. And that could be me. I, that my biggest fear, my biggest when I'm preparing a sermon, when I'm when I'm delivering a sermon, I'm yeah. praying, God. Don't let me say something that's out of line with your word. Don't don't let me read something and think I understand it in Brent's knowledge. Right. And I get it wrong. Right. Um, and and that's why it's important for all of us to just always go back to the word. So yep. we have to be rooted in the word of God. Yeah, yeah. We need we need to know what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it. Yeah. Stick to the book. Yeah. You know, firsthand. Like if if yeah. if you don't think that God can speak to you you will be surprised to realize that he can <laughs> yeah. and that he doesn't have to only use other people. Yeah. Like, I think that it is great when a prophet comes and, and you receive yeah. a word that, you know, that is so accurate and so awesome, but we cannot just wait for prophet to prophet yeah. to come and tell us something. God yeah. wants to speak to you, so get in the word. Yep. Yeah, my, my, my go-to phrase for, uh, for guys right now is say less, read more. Like, just just stop, stop talking and get into the word, like get into your Bible, figure out what God is really saying yeah. uh, before you keep flapping your mouth. <laughs> Say less, read more.
all right, but so you need. We're gonna be canceled after totally. this episode. Totally, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, I don't know what was in the water today. We were hanging out at the Hope it Center. Was it was tamales. a great day. It was those tamales you know, at the Hope Center. And we got Ooh, the aggravated. The tamale truth. The tamale truth. <laughs> All right. Any other touches on? So you got fellowship, you've got uh, prayer, and you've got communion. No, I didn't have fellowship. Oh, I didn't say anything about fellowship. Yeah, okay. there you go. Oh, okay, there you okay, go. That's okay. Part got of the it, blueprint. got it. See, see, I got, it. I got distracted with the tamal of truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I think the fellowship is important. Like, I think that honestly, uh, if you ask of uh, the moments where we had the most success in ministry, have been the moments where we totally connected with people on yeah. on a personal level yeah you know where we were able to build something from the bottom because yeah. we were there with people day in and yeah. day out when they were yeah. coming to our house for pizza when we were able to just yeah. talk and sit down and just talk about anything yeah. and everything when we playing were just playing and when we were playing and yes playing games together and just having that connection that was so personal yeah. that when then something came up you yeah. had the the right yeah. to be able to speak into their yeah. lives. It gave it, you a platform. Yes, to be able because to speak I think from. that a lot of times you can see something in people, but if you don't have that equity, if you don't have that yeah. relationship, just saying it could end up being like, well, who do you think you are, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. But when you have built that trust and yeah. when you have built that community, when people know that you truly care for them and you have been there for them, then you have uh, a little more of an in to be able yeah. to speak into their lives and they will be able to be more, more vulnerable yeah. and say, hey, I am struggling with this. Yeah. That's where, where the, the mask comes off, yeah. you know, and, and you are true, like you are yeah. you. Yep. And, and I think that that is so important and that's when people feel connected, when yep. people feel seen, when people feel like they, somebody understands me and cares about me, where they can see my flaws yep. and still and still embrace me, you yep. know, when they can see my victories and, and cheer with me, when they can see me suffering and they are crying with me. Yep. Uh, that is important. Yeah. Because it is not just what other people need, but what we also need. Yep. You know, like you need that and yep. they need that. So yeah. we need one another. So fellowship has to be, has to be there. Yeah. Has, because we cannot try to grow together, but at yep. a distance, you know, like if yeah. we all are in our own pot, it, it is it is it is hard and and for me that was like the the hardest but also the best revelation that i ever had because i'm an introvert who also has social anxiety is antisocial like this idea of relationships like i'm man you categorize me as a lone wolf like that's like my sweet spot like just lock me up in a room with a bible and like i'm i'm great but even I realize, like, this doesn't work. Yeah. Like, I, I have to have a relationship. Yeah. And, and like you said, like, we were leading a ministry with 100 youth every every week. And yet I felt like, I feel like now, looking back, um, I was more effective when we had six kids in yes. our home than when I had 100 kids in a church. Yes. Kids that felt the, the, the comfortable um, or, like, the, the connection. Yeah. yeah, the freedom. To just be able to call and say, are you at home? I'm coming over. You're yeah. like, oh, sure. Yeah, come on over. show up, yeah. you know? I think that that is, that is so needed where, yeah. where you are not just seeing people as strangers, yep. but they become family. Yep. They become somebody that you lean on and they, they know that they can yeah. lean on you as well. And, w- and when somebody that you have a relationship with gives you encouragement, yeah. it, it's more effective 
like it has more value and i that, i want to say it has more value but i feel like that's rude to say that it has more value but i like man the shade we're just gonna keep throwing it um so if i have a dozen people after a service saying great great message pastor cool like it's oh, thank you you know smile nod uh but if i have one friend come to me afterwards and say hey that that message was really important for me like yeah. thank you for, for doing that but the friend or like uh like yesterday um somebody from our our personal prayer team like pulled me aside afterwards and expressed what the message meant to them and how it connected with them and how uh they've been praying for certain things in my life and they're seeing the fruit of that and like just this this one five minute conversation with somebody yeah. that i have relationship with like yeah. that that's what i left the service with like as yes. like the encouragement because it wasn't a stranger it wasn't you know somebody that i i kind of know but it was somebody that's connected to me yeah and, and when you know that these people are saying stuff because they truly care because yeah. they truly They're, love you yeah. know that that even it's beautiful. It yeah that, and and this was an boy type of thing but even if it has to be something a little bit harsh you even know like, that, like hey yeah. that that yeah. wasn't too too cool you yeah. know um i think that you can receive it better there's, there's a proverb that i'm going to totally butcher but it's something about like the correction from a friend is is more valuable than the praise from an enemy or something along those those lines but yeah it's mm. yeah i think that when it comes time to for that correction like being able to receive that from somebody that i know is invested in me and cares yeah. about me yeah it, it means so much more and and we should honestly we should care for one another yeah you Fellowship. know yeah, yeah we should care for one another yep. Beautiful. So I love that. So All right, breaking bread. Breaking bread. I like to eat. <laughs> I so, knew you were going to so go there. <laughs> so invite me over. Can it be I tamales instead of bread? <laughs> tacos. Communion tacos. Okay. I I feel like that might be a we little sacrilegious. We have, we have seen it all. But you know. No, but I I I I um. Some of our reformed friends are just <laughs> shaking their heads right now, going, "Oh my lord." Uh, I um. I agree with you that it is all about keeping the cross uh, front and center. Yeah. You know, remember the sacrifice that Jesus uh, did for us. Yeah. You know, the fact that we are redeemed and that our sins have been forgiven, it is not because we deserved it. It is not because we are so good. It's not yeah. because we are so cool. It's not because we are so intelligent or yeah. anything that you can claim uh, fame to. Yeah. It is nothing about that. Yep. It is all about the grace and the mercy of a God that loves yep. us so much. I, I think that it's it's impossible to have a a holier than thou mindset yeah. uh, when you're keeping the cross forefront. Yes. yes. Like it, you you cannot look down on others. Yes. And I think that sometimes Christians have this tendency to say, "Oh, well, I've been forgiven, and I'm." You know, I'm proper now. You know, I'm yeah. not like these heathens yes. out there. And it's like, man, you, f you forgot what the cross really represents, yeah. and what it really means. And I think that it is very important because I think that the more that you see yourself as somebody that has been forgiven by grace. Yep. The quicker you are to forgive others. Yes. And the more that, uh, that the sin in other people's lives will, will not make you boast, but yeah. it will make you pray. Yeah. That it, that it will not make you say... Yeah. You people, you yeah. know, like all of you that are living the crazy yeah. life, but they will make you yeah. break and say, yeah. God, the same mercy that you have for me when I was yeah. crazy, have it for them. Yeah. You a know? Christian that's excited for the judgment of a sinner is missing the point of the cross. Absolutely. Yeah. 
absolutely like it is god's will for everybody to come to repentance and if i had the the great opportunity of hearing the gospel and being moved to to repentance i should desire the same for everybody else yeah. but that but that uh conviction and that um desire doesn't come if i don't value the cross yeah if i don't value what jesus did and i don't put all of it into perspective then i don't understand that he suffered not just so that i could be okay yeah that he suffered for all of us to be able to experience the freedom and the love and yep. the joy that only happens in his presence yeah. so i think that it just kind of keeps you in place yeah yeah it keeps you in place and it keeps you loving one another it keeps that fellowship from being just uh, a club of uh, of yeah. the the good people yeah. into uh let's do something together because yeah. more people need to know this and i think that that's what the people in the book of acts had yeah. you know they understood the price that Jesus paid. They yep. understood what the cross represented. They understood everything that they have seen Jesus do and, and, and how he had a purpose. Yeah. And and in this moment, they realize we are being able to partake in this yeah. because of his great mercy. Yep. So together, instead of just closing the doors, they started to go out. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when we, when we have everything into the right perspective, we will not close our doors and we will not right. just look into ourselves, but we will start going out. Yep. And that's what we need. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> All right. One last touch. Prayer. I mean, come on. <laughs> I love prayer. But I also like to talk, so I guess that's probably connected. It's true. I think your prayer, your love for prayer is definitely connected <laughs> to your love to talk because all you're doing is you're talking to God. Right. Like, I can yeah. talk to you for three hours. I can talk to God for three hours. Like, just, yeah, we're, we're just talking, yeah, just. right? Uh, but I think that it is very important for us to to have that communication with God mm-hmm. because it is in prayer and in, in that true relationship that, that you receive from him, you know, and, and it is not just about the the blessings uh, that we sometimes kind of experience or, or or put our minds into the blessings as of financial or health or stuff like that, you know. But I love how Psalms uh, puts it that we don't forget all of his benefits, you know, and, yeah. and, and the benefits have nothing to do with with our wealth. Uh, it is, it, he is the one that forgives our sins and he wants the wants that redeems us from the pit. And he's, you know, all of this good things. And I think that all of that comes uh, as you pray more, yeah. you know, that, that, you, that, that, that you are talking to him and that, that he is bringing you into alignment with his will, that he is, that he's giving you his heart, that, that, that you are just developing a relationship yeah. that, uh, that becomes more of a friendship. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I think that, yeah, like we have to have the reverence for God because of who he is. But also we we are invited to this closeness in relationship. Yeah. So we we have been so blessed oh, to have absolutely. something yeah. that the people in the Old Testament never had. Yep. No matter who they were, they were not able to just come and just pray. Yeah. They had to go to a, pri- uh, to a priest and they were the ones interceding for people. Yep. And now we have this huge, huge blessing that we can come yeah. boldly through the throne of God and and talk to him. Yeah. And and we can call him father. And we can just, you know, just talk to him. And yeah. and not to do it. Yeah. 
I, I like, I, can you imagine um, all of the all, all of the Levites, you know, <laughs> saying yeah, like, yeah. you have the freedom to do this and you're not doing it? Yeah. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> uh, I think that it is yeah. so important for us to to take advantage of the fact that yeah. we get to yep. talk to God, that exactly. we get to have that relationship with Him. Yeah, yeah. We always say, you know, it's impossible to have a relationship relationship with somebody that you don't talk to. Right. Uh, and the same is true with our relationship with with God. Like, yeah. you got to talk to Him. Yeah. Uh, prayer is it's so vital. Yeah. And it's you can pray about big things and you can pray about little things. Yep. Uh, you know, like uh, a couple of days ago, we saw on Facebook that. Somebody got a snake in their in their backyard. No, in the backyard, in the garage. And legit, I had. Soul has severe phobia of snakes. Oh my gosh! Like, like cartoon snakes are still scary. Like, I, don't show me a picture. Don't, don't, don't. Just no. <laughs> that that is no. Like I am a fulfillment of the word that God spoke to Eve <laughs> that He was gonna put animosity between the women and the snake. <laughs> like it's like fulfilled. Done. I made the mistake uh, <laughs> one time. We we're at the zoo. I made the mistake of taking pictures of all the snakes in the exhibits and then texting them to my wife. Yes. Yeah. I, that was not a. a, a that good was not the best moment. moment. That, that was, was not, not his best moment. moment. I thought it was hilarious. Jaden thought it was hilarious. Soul, not so much. No, not at all. So, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so, so somebody posted that on Facebook. And I legit had a nightmare the very first night. I was like, this is this is ridiculous. Like I woke up like sweating because I was dreaming that I was the one seeing the snake. And uh, the next day I was like, okay, I, I, I can't. Like I, I didn't even want to go back to bed because I was like, I don't want to dream with the snakes again. And, yeah. and, and I kept telling Brent, I'm like, you have to figure out our garage because I don't want to open my garage and see something in my garage. And um, I finally started praying. You know, like Brent prayed for me, but then I pray by myself because <laughs> my <laughs> like prayer wasn't good enough. Was like, <laughs> like, like I need more than that. Uh, and it is just remembering. I think my prayer was something like, "Help this delusional woman with her irrational fears." Yeah, like I was like, "No, I like I need prayer. like I need like real faith here." <laughs> uh, so like I was I was really just going to God and saying like I know that you have said that we can bring all our anxieties. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what it is, yeah. and and just knowing that God cares that no matter if it is something that for some people might sound silly you know like don't ever let me see a snake ever please ever like like no like the, the around my property there is like a no snake guardian angel like like whatever you know like i don't know like the hedge of protection i don't know like, <laughs> like i was praying all kinds of things uh but I do believe that God cares for those little things. Yeah. The same as he, that he cares for the big, big things in life yeah. that, that really are weighing you down. Yeah. And uh, the, the same way that he cares about you sharing the, your accomplishments and the big things and saying, God, like I was able to make it. Thank you so much for being there with me. Like I think that all of the things that happen in our lives we can bring to God. And yeah. and, and it is beautiful to know that he cares for it. Yeah, You know, that he is not like, uh, right. like you again yeah. with that. Like he cares about everything in yeah. our lives it's beautiful i love it all right i got one last thing for you to put the soul touch on <laughs> okay. uh we there's so much more we could talk about i mean we didn't even oh, get we, into we, new covenant and old covenant differences we didn't even get into we can talk uh, about anything we didn't get into saul ever. and paul and we didn't get into peter and cornelius we could talk for the next eight hours uh and still have more content left over but i want to i want to wrap up with the final final question or statement, and then you put your touch on it. 
um, it was the big idea from, from yesterday's message that the Holy Spirit plus your obedience can do incredible things. And that's, that's the yeah. theme that we see over and over again. You know, some, some people even say that it shouldn't be called the Acts of the Apostles. It really should be the Acts of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Uh, because it's really what you see in the book of Acts is men being obedient to the Holy Spirit and incredible things happening as a result. And I think that that is, it's a a model that's shown to us in Acts, but it continues to this day that the Holy Spirit plus your obedience does incredible things. So what does that look like for you? What, what encouragement do you have for people listening right now? Uh, What does it look like to be obedient to the Holy Spirit? You know, it, um, it's not always easy. It's not always easy because... I'll take that a step further. Is it ever easy? <laughs> True, right? If you ask the <laughs> disciples, it's not easy I at just, all. I can't remember the last time God asked me to do something that I would have viewed as easy. Like, yeah. I was already going to do that anyways. Exactly. Like, I think that if you can do it on your own, yeah. then that He's wasn't not God. asking you like, to do it. Wasn't, it wasn't God, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, because we should, we should rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, I think that it's not easy, but it's worth it. Yeah. You know, uh, when you fully understand, and I think that once you have followed the blueprint, you know, when you have put God first, and that no matter what, you know, like you're going to follow God no matter what, when you have devoted yourself to what the Word says, when you have devoted yourself to praying, then the Holy Spirit asks you to do something, and yeah, it might not be comfortable, it might not be what you would have chosen, but I think that in that moment, the saying yes is a little bit easier yeah. because you have developed that connection to God and, uh, at a level that it is your life for the gospel. Yeah. You know, uh, I love the fact that the disciples were uh, just so bold after they received the Holy Spirit. They, yeah. they said, this is, this is not something that we can keep to ourselves. Yeah. This is not something that we just, you know, that, that it is just for us. But they remember the words that Jesus uh, gave them right before he left, you know, like go yep. and make disciples of all nations. Yep. So at that moment, they felt the, the, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to actually do yep. what Jesus had commanded them to do. And the same commandment goes for us. Like yep. no matter what your job is, no matter what your circle of influence looks like, no matter yep. how many dollars you have in your bank account, no matter what career path you've chosen, no matter what nationality you are, yep. our job is still the same. Yep. It might look different yeah. for all of us, but yep. we all have the same commitment. Go and make disciples of our nations. Yep. And if you don't feel like you have uh, the empowerment to do it, then you need to spend a little more time with God and then you need to ask for the Holy Spirit. Yep. Because once you have that, you will be able to be bold enough to say, here yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to love you and be so grateful yeah. because you came. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, that is not, yep. that is not a guarantee for any of us. Yeah, no, the first time I, I tried to invite somebody to, to experience Jesus, uh, they laughed at me and ran away. Yeah. The, my very first attempt. So. Yeah. And some people will, will like you, some people won't, and yeah. some people will, will, uh, accept Jesus and some people would just look at you and be like nope no dude <laughs> yep. uh, you know so that it is not that the success is a guarantee right but as long as you're being obedient to God you will you will realize that it's worth it yeah I would I would even take that a step further and say success is guaranteed because success is defined by you being obedient 
True. So when, True. when you are obedient to that call, that's the success. What happens after the obedience, you know, whether somebody converts, gives their yeah. life to Jesus, it receives healing, well, all of that, that's not the success. The that's success right. is when the Holy Spirit says go and you say yes. 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 No, you're, you're correct. I, I agree with that. And I, I just feel like for us to be able to just be obedient. Yeah, yeah. You need to be connected to God. Yeah. Like you're not going to be obedient if you are not devoted to God. Yeah. You you're just, not obedient you're to a stranger. Not. Like you're just not. Yeah. Like you're not going to be obedient and, and, and endure in the obedience. Yeah. Because you may be, you may be willing to say okay. Yeah. But when the things are tough and when things are starting to go sideways and when things don't look like uh, yeah. what you thought that they should look like. When it starts costing you more than you thought you could Yes. Say. That's yeah. when you can abandon ship real quick. Yep. So you will endure uh, the the persecution or the or the difficulties or the the roughness yep. of all of this when you are fully devoted to God. Yep. When you have been empowered by the Holy Spirit, when you are uh, are building that um, life of prayer, when yep. you are connected to other people that are gonna pray for you because they see like it's, it's, it's yeah. rough, it's rough over here. You know, like when you have all of that, when you are putting the cross front and center and you remember that, that you are doing this because other people need to know, they just yep. need to know, then obedience not, is not easy, but it is doable. Yeah. Then you will say, okay, it hurts yep. and it's crushing me and you know, and yep. I don't know what is gonna happen, but God, you told me to do this, so I'm yep. gonna stick the course yep. no matter what. So I think that uh, when you have the first part. I love that you, you brought can, it back to the blueprint. Yeah. You can do the second part. Yep. You cannot do the second part Outside if you have neglected yep. the first part. Yep, if you beautifully said. I wish I would have said that on Sunday because <laughs> uh, it, it really is. It's it's the following the blueprint that enables you to hear the Holy Spirit when he's speaking yeah. and to actually have the support around you, the structure around you, the the dedication and the, the focus on the cross. That All of that is what enables people to say yes to the Holy Spirit, even when it's way outside of their comfort zone, even and that's when it's what you, terrifying. And, and that's what we uh, we see with the disciples. Like yep. you, you, you mentioned it. Like they yeah. were hiding beforehand, yep. right? It yep. wasn't until all of this started taking place, all uh, when they received the Holy Spirit, and they are yep. empowered, and they are starting to live in this life. Yeah. That then they are uh, spread out, and they yeah. continue the work because they have experienced firsthand what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. So when you don't have that, then Jesus, Jesus told them, go and make disciples of all nations. Yeah. Did, they, did they do it right away? No. Uh, no. They had to experience the first part first yeah. to then yeah. being able to follow through with the obedience. Yeah. And it's even why I think, you know, uh, Jesus had to come back. <laughs> you know, so, to speak. so like Jesus appears to Saul on, on the road because he's like, yeah. I, I've got this special. Inter I told them to go into all the world, but they're still hanging out in Jerusalem. So yeah. let me stop this guy and let me make him my, my vessel. And at the same time, I'm going to send an angel over to uh, Cornelius and I'm going to yeah. I'm going to visit uh, uh, Peter in a dream because yeah. I, I, they're still too focused on Jewish people in Jerusalem. Yeah. And I said, make disciples of all nations. Yes. And I need them to get to the nations. Yes. 
it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, and, and and we have the great advantage of technology. We have the great advantage <laughs> of of travel. We have the great advantage of Air everything travel, right? that that we have today yeah. that they didn't have back yeah. then. And I feel like they were more committed and yeah. more zealous and yeah. more. Um, they were less distracted by yes. life. It was like this was the purpose. This was the focus. Yes, I'm living they, every day for the gospel. They 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 didn't care what what they needed to do. You know, like Paul had how many shipwrecks? <laughs> you know, like he was like, I'm going on I've another been stoned, ship. I'm I've like, been beaten. <laughs> I've been poisoned. <laughs> you know, like I, like after one shipwreck, I'll be like, okay, I'm not going on the sea no yeah. more. Uh, you know, he kept just going like, okay, I'm I might going be there the again. problem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so, but when you understand that that. That was the level of commitment that they had yeah. to spreading the news that that Jesus was God and that yeah. He had uh, come to redeem you from sin. Yeah, how awesome is that? Yeah, and I think that we need to go back to that. Yep. honestly, like we need to go back to having this desire and that uh, that passion yeah. for for the message that we get to carry. Yep. Like we get to carry this message. And I love that it's called the good news because we are bringing good news to people, you know, and, and still we feel like, oh no, like maybe, maybe maybe no, like, no, that's not my thing. Like, oh no, I don't, I don't talk to strangers. Oh no. Like, you know, Uh, we, we gotta do this. We gotta do this. Yeah. We, we said at the the very first message of the series, just say yes. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's, that's ultimately what, what this one finishes with is, the Holy Spirit plus my obedience, incredible things can happen. So yeah. just say yes. Yeah. Like when, when he tells you to go, go. Yeah. He tells you to speak, speak. Yeah. When he tells you to shut up, shut up. <laughs> like just, yeah. just whatever he tells you to do, do it. Yeah. And, and I think that if, uh, if we all are committed to the yes, if we are all committed to, to God, to his word, to fellowship, to, to prayer, and we are saying yes, and we're gonna put the, the cross front and center in everything that we do. And you decide that I'm gonna be bold enough to do whatever the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. You have no idea how your life, your workspace, your business, yeah. like it can your be a completely yeah, different thing. Yeah. You know, that, that you thought that you were building this business because you always wanted to have a cake, uh, a, a cupcake shop, right? But God uses it for something completely different, yeah. you know, to, to bring his name to places that other people cannot go. Yeah. Maybe you thought that your dream was to to be a, a, a pro athlete because you have always liked the game, but God put you there so that you could be a light to the people that can only hear yeah. athletes because that's, you know, the role model for a lot of kids. Yeah. Like, you don't know why you are where you are. So just say yes to the Holy Spirit and just be bold. I think that's a beautiful place to end right there. Book of Acts. It's my favorite. I think it might be your favorite, too, after this conversation. (laughs) I'm winning you over. I I love the Book of Acts. I never said I I didn't. (laughs) No, we're going for favorite status. Favorite status. Favorite status. All right, this is Four awesome. Four and a half stars. Four and a half. No, five stars. Five stars. No, nothing, <laughs> nothing under. Uh, no, this is fantastic. Uh, just to let you know, I will not be on the show next week. I'm heading to Japan uh, on Friday with a team of 10 people. Uh, we are going to go preach the gospel and encourage a church plant there. It's going to be awesome. But that means uh, in my seat will be Pastor Carlton, and uh, he is our resident New Testament scholar. 
Uh, he actually he taught our New Testament survey class, uh, which you you took actually yes. un under him. It was great. I learned so much. Right, <laughs> all I the drive, so, every I drive took home. So many notes. <laughs> I think I was teaching evangelism while he was teaching that, and so uh, yeah, every drive home together was like. And did you know? And did you know? So Carlton's, I have so many notes. I have so many. Carlton's gonna be here. He's gonna be hanging out, uh, and uh, he's gonna be talking all about uh, the uh, Pauline epistles. So all of Paul's letters. So Paul visits a bunch of churches in Acts. He writes them letters. We get those as the Pauline epistles. And so we're going to break that down for you next time. So I hope to see you there. Bye.